Hello, and welcome to Queer Stories, the podcast where two self-proclaimed gay icons discuss paranormal and true crime mysteries. I know who um, you go first this week. I know this time. I know. I wrote it down as well. Oh, is it? Oh, nice. We came. I just wanted to um, quickly before we start uh, look over all the cases that have been requested that I don't think I'm ever going to fucking do. <laughs> uh, so thank you for your requests, but also, Fuck are you. you all okay? Um, well. One of our, our followers, our fans, our friends requested that we cover the Gwyneth Paltrow exploding pussy candle. Oh my um, god! Why? Which I don't. I don't think is a mystery, <laughs> other than you know why you'd buy it. I don't know. I, to be fair, it's a mystery in that I'm sat here right now and I don't know why the candle exploded. Do they I still don't make know whether them? That's unsolved. I don't know. I think Gwyneth Paltrow is always putting things in her pussy and selling them. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, it was there was also a lot of support when I said that we should try and find out who Wendy Williams thinks is trying to kill her. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to do that. And uh, <laughs> did Paula Abdul really survive a plane crash? Well, that's been covered a million times, and I feel like the answer is a resounding no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she fully lied about being in a plane crash. It's fine. We'll let her do it. Okay? Whatever. Just let uh, her be. She's Paula Abdul. She could do what she wants, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I'm not condoning it. Don't lie about being in a traumatic event like that. It was. It's a metaphor. For, what? for her, I don't know, for being an alcoholic or abusing drugs, whatever the fuck she was up to in the 90s. I, I think it was both. I don't know. She just loves to bring up that she was in a plane crash. <laughs> Any chance but, she is. But I don't, I don't think she was. Speaking of planes, <clears throat> here is today's case. Woo! We're going to be talking about... The Gatwick drone incident. Ooh, wasn't that recent? That was recent. I'm sure you remember this. UK listeners, you'll most definitely remember this incident. Um, and even some international listeners may have heard of it because it was quite massive news. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, Gatwick <laughs> uh, is the second busiest airport in the UK and it's situated south of London in the northeast of uh, West Sussex. Um, it's a horrible place to be, that airport. Yeah, it's not a fun airport, is no. it? Um, not that airports are typically fun, but yeah. And yeah. the drone incident was the um, was when a load of drones flew over it and they had to shut the airport down for fucking days. <laughs> uh, so, here's the story, Balamori. That's not it. Um, around 9pm on Wednesday, the 19th of December 2018, an airport security officer had just finished his shift and he was waiting to get the bus home. 
While he was at the bus stop, he looked up and spotted something that prompted him to immediately telephone the Gatwick Control Centre. Two drones flying through the sky. Magic. was hovering above a vehicle within the airport grounds and another was flying alongside the perimeter fencing of the airport. Ooh, creepy. Within 30 minutes of this sighting, the runway was closed and all flights had been suspended. Why? Over the next... Over the next 30 minutes, police and airport security drove around the airport with their sirens blaring and their lights on, hoping to scare whoever it was off. Um, Did you say why? Yeah. Why did they shut it down for? It's just drones. I mean, you know, you'd, you'd rather not get a drone in the fucking engine of a commercial jet. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't think. Sorry. fuck the passengers let them die that's what queer street says today courtesy of charlie no i'm just stupid it's just a hazard it's just dangerous to have things that aren't recorded or in control of the airport whizzing about in the sky above a fucking runway in it yeah so by 9.30pm, after they'd gone around blaring their sirens, hoping to scare whoever it was off, six more sightings were logged with Gatwick's control centre, and five of those sightings were actually made by the police themselves. Mm. Um, planes in the air were felt forced to circle in the skies above, and some ended up actually dropping quite dangerously low on fuel. Um, oh, God. In the airport, passengers all waited with bated breath, hoping their Christmases weren't going to be ruined. Um, By midnight, 58 flights were cancelled or diverted. After no more sightings had come in for about an hour, Gatwick decided to try reopening the runway. And then the drones reappeared. By now, Gatwick staff and police have started to get worried that their flight radar system has been hacked or that the drone operator was somehow tapping into police or airport communications. Uh, Because it's like as soon as they were going to open the runway, fucking drone shows up again. And as the drones seemed to taunt them in the sky, (laughs) concerns began to arise that this could be a coordinated terror attack. One former employee stated it started to feel like a national emergency. Uh, 2020 perhaps has put that employee uh, in their place a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Words to be eaten after a global pandemic. (laughs) Case one. By 9.30am the following day, Gatwick had tried and failed to reopen their runway multiple times. At this point, Sussex Police has now called in the assistance from five other police forces, and the counter-terrorism, te- uh, counter-terrorism <laughs> unit was also alerted. Not the counter-terrorism, whatever I said. <laughs> I liked it, it was good. A helicopter and several police drones went up to search for the rogue drones to no avail. Um, At 10.20am on Thursday 20th December 2018, the police addressed reporters on the scene and said that this was a deliberate act to disrupt the airport. But they did assure that they felt there was absolutely no indication to suggest this was terror related. At 5pm, news photographer and commercial drone operator Eddie Mitchell's heart leapt when he thought he'd got the money shot. A photograph of the drone, red and green lights illuminated, hovering in the distance. He phoned the police, reported it, then hopped out of his car to snap a photograph. Upon closer inspection, when he was going to send it back to his editors, It was a photograph of a helicopter that was flying 10 miles away. My God. He actually said in a quote, 
if I'm making the mistake and I fly drones two or three times a week, then God help us because others will have no idea. Oh my God. Uh, by 6 p.m., military trucks arrive with anti-drone systems that are normally used in battlefields. The system was installed on the roof of the South Terminal. At 9.30 p.m., Chief Operating Officer Chris Woodruff announced the airport would remain closed for its second night in a row because of new drone sightings. At 10pm, the military system was set up and fully operational. During its run on the roof of Gatwick, it did not detect a single drone. Hmm. In the early hours of Friday, December 21st, Gatwick reopened their runway for the 10th time during this ordeal. At 5.58am, a plane from East Midlands Airport landed on the runway. The runway remained open for the rest of the day, although there was another minor closure at 5.30pm for around 50 minutes following a suspected drone sighting. After that, the sighting stopped and the Gatwick drone incident was over. But the investigation had just begun. Now, Sussex police have stuck to their statement that this was a sophisticated, malicious, and well-planned attack. Uh, Mm. Sorry, I was quickly popping my Discord on uh, Do Not Disturb because I started having notifications pop through. We'll have to see it. Oh, you popular. Oh, ain't I just? I think it's just a fucking server I (laughs) muted. Now, various people have been... considered as suspects. Some people think it was a terror attack, but Sussex police seem to have ruled that out. Uh, and no nation or organisation has ever come forward to claim the terror attack. Uh, others suspect it was either an individual or small group of individuals, or that perhaps it was an environmental activist group, say like, you know, Extin- Extinction Rebellion or something. Sussex Police had 170 drone sightings logged, 115 of those being deemed credible or from credible sources such as airport staff or police, etc. Um, the investigation overall into this incident uh, cost in total around £790,000. Uh, it involved the ruling out of 96 different people of interest. Uh, 222 witness statements were taken and 1,200 doors were knocked on. Uh, Now, on the same day the incident had concluded, Friday, December 21st, Sussex Police investigated and subsequently arrested Paul Gate and Elaine Kirk at around 10pm. The couple were held in custody for 36 hours. Gate was an ex-soldier and window fitter who was also at the time their names were leaked to the press which led to good old Daily Mail running the front page headline of these the morons who ruined Christmas alongside (laughs) a photo of the two. Oh my god! Turns out they weren't the morons who ruined Christmas. They literally didn't even own a drone. Oh uh, my fucking god. I can tell you, as someone whose dad owns model aircraft and drones, that model aircraft aren't drones, uh, which <laughs> Sussex police soon fucking learnt. They were released without charge, and this couple in June 2020... Uh, received a payout of £200,000 for their wrongful arrest and false imprisonment. Oh Um, my god. Now, while the pair were originally in custody, uh, a member of the the public, not the pustic, whatever that is, (laughs) um, pusty public, uh, Mm. that sounds like a a horrible histories tagline. I love horrible histories. Like when they're like, terrible Tudors. (laughs) Uh, like I if I, the horrible histories way of describing the public, the pussy public. Ugh, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I just realised 
pussy if written down just says pussy. Pussy. Pussy <laughs> public. Yummy. So, anyway, a member of the public found a damaged drone in Hawley near Gatwick's perimeter fence. Phoned the police going, yeah, hello, there's a smashed up drone on the ground here. Might be relevant. Police come along, inspected it and did an analysis of the digital data stored on the drone, uh, which has, you know, the flight paths and stuff yeah. on it. And that device was actually ruled out as being the drone that was sighted. Uh, no environmental extremist groups ever came forward to claim responsibility for the drone attack, nor any terrorist groups or anyone. Um, and despite the countless hours, manpower, uh, etc., that went into this investigation, not a single piece of physical evidence has been produced that ever verifies the drones even existed in the first place. What? There's not a single bit of evidence that the drones were even real. What the fuck? Not one. That thing that was national news for weeks, which grounded flights, stuck people in the air, ruined Christmases in 2018, there's not a single bit of evidence that it was real. That's fucked up. How? How is that possible? I don't know. Now, drone enthusiasts and drone operators have called a lot of the facts of this case into question. Uh, the drones were sighted with their lights on, which seems unusual. Um, now, to fly into a restricted area like an airport and continue to do so for 33 hours, you'd need to have a sizable stash of batteries to hand, and you'd need to hack the drone's geofencing software, which is built-in software which specifically exists to prevent drones flying into restricted air areas like airports. Like, they have Ooh. GPS on them and software that says, you're flying into an airport here, babes, we ain't gonna let you do it. Now, oh, if that's you're smart cool. enough to coordinate all of that, like, bring a massive stash of batteries and hack your drone, you're definitely going to go ahead and turn the lights off, aren't you? Because it's going to save battery power and also make it harder for you to detect. Although the counter-argument to that is that the people flying the drones may have wanted to be seen. Which I suppose makes sense because it's the sighting of the drones that shuts down the airport. So I think that makes, you know, it makes sense for the lights to be on. But mm. regardless, you'd have to have hacked the drones and had a massive stash of batteries. So it's like, oh... Now, along with Eddie Mitchell, who we spoke about earlier, there were, all in all, around 30 news photographers on the ground, as well as the airport having, understandably, because it's a fucking airport in the uh, 21st century, has a large coverage when it comes to CCTV. Uh, despite this, no CCTV or cameras managed to capture a single photograph or video of the drones. Um, as we discussed, Eddie, who knows about drones, thought we'd catched a photo of one, and then when he looked at it, it was a helicopter. Uh, the military anti-drone system also did not detect a single drone during its operation on the roof of the airport. Now, early on in the hunt for the drones, we did discuss this, Sussex police actually deployed their own drones uh, to hunt them down. Uh, and it is suspected that some of the reported sightings of drones at this time were just sightings of the police drones and oh, no. it's possible that the police were just flying around chasing their own tail for a while oh my fucking god I and believe the it the police eventually clocked on that hold on people keep sighting drones we've just sent a load of drones into the sky so they immediately <laughs> grounded all their own drones to avoid further confusion but fucking of hell. course during that period when they were zipping their own fucking drones about the sky that draws into concern uh, the validity of all the drone sightings during that period now the sheer lack of evidence and the details that just don't quite seem to add up, the fact that a normal drone uh, unless it's like some heavy duty fucking military one, which it wouldn't be, like this isn't, you know, this isn't Obama. He's not here to kill any children. <laughs> like, a normal drone has a battery life of about 30 minutes. Bearing in mind these sites yeah. are going for 33 hours. So, mm -hmm. the sheer lack of details and evidence, well, 
yeah, just complete lack of evidence means some people think that it was a case of mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit like cases from the past, like the Dancing Plague of 1518, for example. When uh, Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I think it's in South France, when a bunch of people just started mm. dancing and couldn't stop. Or yeah. there's more recent cases of um, mass hysteria. There's the well-documented documented one, which is brought up in the Guardian article on this case. Um, the Seattle windshield pitting epidemic of 1954, where everyone started like being convinced that there was some like conspiracy where all their windshields were getting pitted and it's what does like, pitted mean? Like dented or cracked or chipped. Basically, oh, okay. everyone suddenly noticed, after a few people noticed that their windshields were chipped, everyone in Seattle, in the Bellingham area, started going, my windshield's chipped. And people were going, it's because they're testing nuclear weapons out to sea and then it's kicking <laughs> up dust and that's falling <laughs> and landing on our cars. But then the uh, I think the chief of police or whatever come forward and was like, yeah, ninety five percent of these reports are literally just mass hysteria, and then everyone yeah. it all died down. Um, there's also cases. I think there was a, a town or a school in Portugal where loads of kids were convinced they had an illness from a TV show at the time, and like all started having similar symptoms and a rash, but it weren't real. Like it was That's on their so head. Weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah um, there are three major theories as to what happened over these 33 hours Uh, some people including Sussex police uh, believe that an individual or a group of individuals expertly calculated and orchestrated the incident evading the police for 33 hours Uh, they avoided being captured by photographers and CCTV uh, for those full 33 hours, they had a cache of batteries to maintain uh, their torment of Gatwick Airport. They hacked their drones to breach the area in the first place and never got caught once while there were six police uh, departments in total running around the place. Uh, and they managed to never get caught. So that's theory number one. Theory number two is the entire incident was just a case of mass hysteria. There was never any drones to begin with. Press coverage, along with just hysteria and panic on the scene, is what caused the incident to escalate and prolong for the full 33 hours. Uh, The initial sighting may have never even occurred, or it could have just been like with Eddie Mitchell seeing a helicopter and thinking it was a drone. It could be that the initial sighting was just a helicopter or something in the distance that was mistaken for a drone let's Mm. not forget that the initial employee who cited these was at the end of his shift waiting at a bus to go home so probably quite tired at that point uh so that's theory number two theory number three is sort of a hybrid of both and that's that initially maybe there was an actual drone flying near to gatwick airport and it was witnessed by someone. That drone probably landed quickly afterwards, or I mean, maybe the operator didn't even think much of it. They were just taking that they lived near Gatwick or were near Gatwick, took their drone up for a flight, and then fucked off home. Yeah. And then that one sighting just caused a massive, you know, snowball. It snowballed into further sightings, mass hysteria, mistaken sightings, sightings of the police drones that were zipping about. Uh, so that's option number three. Uh, to this day, the police still insist it weren't a case of mass hysteria, uh, but it was a targeted and calculated attack on the nation's second busiest airport at a peak time of the year. However, their persistent silence and their refusal to acknowledge multiple freedom of information requests has left many doubting their stance. Hmm. I want to give a massive shout out for this case uh, to Ringed. Uh, he is on Reddit at something. I don't have his username written down because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, you can find him on YouTube and he's posted about this. Uh, 
case. I can't... Why don't I have any of these links written down? Oh, for goodness sake, oh, I'm an idiot, Charlie. <laughs> uh, I'll have them for you when we put them in the description. Don't worry, Babs. Um, so good. You can find them on YouTube. Uh, the video is called The Gatwick Mystery, Attack of the Drones. Uh, this video documentary is also available on Reddit. Um, his Here you go. His username is Ringed Mysteries. Ooh. Uh, I'll make sure to drop a link. Massive shout out to him. Uh, a lot of his information comes from there is a p- part of like an article slash essay series from the Guardian called um, uh, the Long Read, and they did a massive article on this uh, in 2020, December 2020, which is what I assume Ringed then based his stuff off. And I did pull some quotes from that and uh, use that as well as a couple of BBC articles. Um, but if you want to find out more about this case, some great coverage, or just something about, you know, other true crime cases, unsolved mysteries, absolutely check out uh, Ringed, Ringed Mysteries. Uh, we will leave links in the description of the show. Uh, check him out, he's great, honestly. Shout out. Thank you very much for the uh, for the coverage of this, and being the one who brought it to my attention. Your post on Reddit is... Uh, what made me actually look at this case and go, fuck yeah, actually, I remember that, but I never thought about how fucking mental it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it's strange how, I don't know, how people got so scared about it. I don't... It's weird that we all remember it, but no one's ever stopped and gone, oh, remember that time in 2018 when yeah. Gatwick got shut down by drones? Was right. there ever any evidence that happened? And the answer is, no. no. Mental, there isn't. like... Once that, once that was pointed out that there's no physical evidence, I was like, oh, what the fuck? We all just went absolutely mental mm-hmm. at the end of 2018 about this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The news wouldn't shut up. It I really remember would the articles when, like, I literally remember the front page of, like, The Sun or whatever. I don't remember what it said, but I remember that couple getting arrested and people thinking they did it and then being like, fucking crucified online i know i know it was savage for them yeah i I hope they're doing okay i think they're all right now but they did say it was like a massive they they felt absolutely violated their house was entered and searched they were held in custody for what was it 36 hours yeah too Uh, long three more hours than the actual fucking incident itself uh god that's terrible i don't know mental Especially when I'm like, my dad flies drones. My dad has model aeroplanes. Imagine if he just, you know, got fucking arrested. Imagine if it was him that did it. I don't think he's smart enough. (laughs) Understandable. Also, you know, I know where he was at the time and he weren't at Gatwick. Yeah. I'm pretty sure following this, changes to the law were made to drone, like, uh, how you fly drones and stuff as well. Because following this, he still has his drone and he was flying it about. And I'm pretty sure he had to, like, get, you had to get license plates and shit or, like, properly. You had to be registered anyway, but you had to get, like, stickers that you stuck on it to prove, you know, who it, whose it was and stuff and identify it. Like, That's they put mad. in regulations following this, uh. A lot of people who are like drone enthusiasts were fucking pissed after this because the worst people to tell about you breaking the rules when you have a drone is people who are really into drones because <laughs> any time someone breaks the rules and it becomes a big media story, the government suddenly impose more rules and regulations and restrictions on drone flyers. So they're all like quite a self-policing community because they're like, we don't want any more shit like restricting what we can do. So. What? I don't know. I feel like the restrictions are fair. Oh no, they're fair, but they're also, they sort of police the community because they're like, we don't need another fucking Gatwick incident where like we're not allowed (laughs) to fly planes anymore. Yeah, Not planes, wild. but yeah. No, drones, yeah. Drones, planes. Um, hang on, Tasks. I really want a, I really want a cookie, so... Oh. I'm going to try and open it. What sort of cookie is it, babes? Oh, uh, they were 
45p from Morrison's. Oh. Chucky chips in now. I can't open them. Yes, I'm using my teeth. Where are the scissors you were so fond of last week? Uh, I'm looking at them, but it's it was tied in a knot. Ah. Oh. I, I didn't want to just like snip it open. I'm in. I'm in, lads. I'm in. Whoa, hey, I'm, hey. I'm leaving this. I'm leaving this in as well. Fuck! I can't grab the cookie, Alice. I got it. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. There'll be more cookies. There's plenty more cookies in the sea. Mm, good cookie. That's where they come from, the sea. The sea? The sea. That's where cookies come from. No. They <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they not okay. come from the... Why? Well, of course they come from the... Where do you think they come from? The ground? Shut <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, they... They're a root vegetable. No, they're fucking not. <laughs> yeah, they you're are. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. <laughs> they're not an amphibian. They don't come from the water. Ron ever said, who said they were a fucking amphibian? You said they came from the water. Yeah, but... but and they also thing... go on land, so they're amphibians. You... They, they, don't, they don't survive on the land. <laughs> they survive for a little bit until they're eaten. Oh wait, no. oh, Cookie's dead. What are they flopping around when you pick them up? It depends on the cookie. They're not. They're, they're all dead. Oh fuck. You know that. Look at them. We all know that. We just choose not to acknowledge <laughs> it because it's easier. That's why <laughs> vegans don't eat cookies. There's vegan cookies out there. They're not as good, but they are out there. No nobody trusts. Nobody trusts a vegan cookie because we all know what they're capable of. Heartbreak and pain. No, no. Um, awesome. <laughs> all cookies are arsonists. Oh yeah! Did you not? Has no one ever told you that? No. Charlie, that's okay. I'm sorry, I've only ever met a dead cookie, so I wouldn't know. <sighs> They're not dead. You said they were dead! They were never living to begin with, really. Oh, so they're a like... A cookie's um... made from, like, eggs, flour... Have you never made a cookie before? <laughs> I, hate, I have a couple of times, but... The ones I made by myself never came out right. I don't think I, I'm... I'm not a very good baker. Tesco so I just sell like pre-made cookie dough that you just bang that's... in the oven. Yeah, and, that's what I use like, now. Like it's it's you know what? It comes out better than if I could make cookies myself. So why why not? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Good. All cookies come from Domino's. I don't like the Domino's cookies. Do you not? No, I think they're kind of like. They're not cooked enough for me. They're more just like dough than they are cookie. That uh, yeah, I like them like that, but I do think sometimes they're a bit too fucking. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. need it ever so Some... slightly. Yeah, firmer. sometimes you need a little crisp in your your cookie. You know. I don't put crisps in your cookie. That's no, not right. Cookie cr <laughs> Alice, you are giving me indigestion. <laughs> That sounds like a you problem. I don't it's think not. I'm the one giving you indigestion. You're the cause of the indigestion. Indigestion's Actually, not real. This feeling I'm feeling right now is very real. That's and it's painful. Love. No. That's love. No. I know, I can feel it too, Charlie. The chemistry between us. <laughs> You've got indigestion too, Alice. No. It's no. just gas. I don't have a stomach. What? Where did I it don't... go? Oh, it just goes in one end and then it falls out the other. <laughs> no, no, no. Where did your stomach go? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I took it out and I ate it. Yeah, but... So is it just like a tube? What do you have instead of a stomach? 
A silly straw. <laughs> Just spins around the silly straw. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Well, fun. I hate that. I hate that visual. That's horrible. Well, close your eyes then. You don't have to look. Yeah, but it's in my head. My eyes are open and I see it clearly. Can you see clearly now the rain has gone? I see all obstacles in my way. Do you know, I'm really resentful of the person who keeps putting all those obstacles in our way. Like, I'm just <laughs> trying to walk down this footpath and then it's like, who's put all these, like, explosive barrels in the way? <laughs> and there's, like, smushed fruit on the ground. If you walk through it, you're going to slip over, so you don't really want to walk through it. But if you walk too close to the explosive barrels, you'll explode. Oh, so it's smushed, either... sh- smushed fruit. When I was a kid... Uh, and I used to get the bus to school. We, I used to go to the bus stop and we'd have to wait for the bus. And it was a fairly busy road with a lot of cars coming back and forth. And for some reason, my friends got in the habit of like bringing fruit along. Well, initially they had fruit like just in their lunch boxes or whatever. And they'd get this fruit out and they'd be like, <laughs> fuck this fruit. And they'd throw it in the road and they'd wait for a car to come along and run it over. Um... <laughs> and no one ever did until my it, literally my dad used to go to work and he would drive past in like a distinctive van and every <laughs> single time like every morning it would be my dad who ran over the fruit and I'd come home and be like are you purposely running over the fruit and he was like no I don't know what you're on about but for some reason it got to a point where like they enjoyed throwing fruit in the road so much they would specifically bring fruit just to throw in the road I don't think their parents knew that, otherwise they'd have stopped buying the fruit. I think they just thought their little darlings were very healthy, but... That's fucked that's, up! That's that's what children get up to. Children are so fucking stupid. Just, yeah, 100%. Just the dumbest little animals. The I dumbest so little beings. I was so fucking stupid as a kid. Like, if you think I'm stupid now, it was like ten times worse as a kid. Honestly. Did the dumbest shit. Like Why? cutting people's hairs with hair with the scissors. Yeah. I also uh, cut the cat's whiskers off once. <laughs> yeah. Never again have I ever oh, done no. that. So I, as a kid, I did. I didn't know that they used their whiskers for stuff. Um, and I was like, "Oh, babes, your uh, your whiskers are getting a bit long." So I was like, "I'll snip them a bit. Snip, snip." And I, um, yeah. Never did it again, though, I promise. And the cat promptly fell over. <laughs> she couldn't. She kept bumping into things. And I felt so Aww. bad. I still feel so awful about it. Aww. I was like, I think I was like five or six or something like that. So please don't come for me. I've, I've never done it again. I'm sorry to my cat. Oh, my mate, my mate Will tried to drill a hole in the back of his brother's head. Oh, yeah, but his brother's not an innocent animal. <laughs> I think his brother was uh, young enough to, like, probably not even speak yet. Like, yeah, young enough that he was an innocent animal as well, more or less. Part, oh, that's you know. messed up then. Yeah. Why I did think you he do was... that? I think he just had a drill and he was like, and his oh. brother was in front of him and he was like, well... That's me with scissors. <laughs> There's only one logical outcome to this situation, <laughs> and that's trepanning. I love it. What okay. case have you got for us today, babe? So, I've got an exciting one. Okay, so imagine, oh. imagine it. It's it's midnight. It's it's dark out. You're you're at your job as a grave digger. Imagine it. Okay, it's cold. You got your gloves on. There's a group of you digging graves. When suddenly you, you see a massive figure fly overhead and you're like, oh, fuck, what is that? It's got wings. It's fucking huge. It's covered in hair. And you shit yourself. Um, um, and and that, that creature, that horrible, scary creature uh, is Mothman. I'm going to be telling you about my husband, Mothman. Mothman, 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 Mothman. Mothman. I love him. Oh, (laughs) singer. So that sighting happened um, in 
November 12th, 1966, in West Virginia. Um, a group of grave diggers saw something strange. It flew overhead. Um, and the massive figure that they saw was seen moving from tree to tree, just like at like immeasurable speeds. He's a fast motherfucker. Um, so that's the first ever sighting of this this Mothman. Um, the uh, the grave diggers described the figure as a a brown human being, which um, I'm assuming brown means like he had he was covered in brown hair. I hope I don't I don't really understand that description to be honest with you. Um, so three days after this sighting, um, uh, there was two couples in a car, um, out in Point Pleasant, forgot to mention, um, they noticed, um, a white winged creature. Um, it was about six or seven feet tall, um, and it was standing in front of their car. Two of the witnesses said uh, to the local newspaper that the beast had bright red eyes, a wingspan of 10 foot, and seemed to want to avoid the bright headlights from the car. Um, that's, that's not very moth-like behaviour. Yeah, I was about to say, like, surely if he was a moth, he'd want to be near the, near the light, you know? Um, so, according to this, uh, these witnesses, um, this creature could fly at an incredible speed. Um, but they all seem to agree that the, the creature was, you know, kind of clumsy when it was running. Um, and they say this because the creature ran behind them in the car the whole whole time. And eventually they got to the outskirts of town and he scurried away into a, a field. Um, so he's a bit he's a bit wobbly. He can't he can't really run, but he's a very good flyer. Um, maybe he flew the drones. Maybe he oh was God. the drone. He was the out. Dr- he was the drone. Um, don't know, what, don't know what he was doing at Gatwick, but good for him. He was probably just having a time, going on holiday or something. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the press was skeptical at first, um, because you know. There's there's two of these sightings, and you know one's grave diggers, um, and the other is like a couple. I think they were young couples or something like that. Uh, so the press said maybe Mothman could have been a large bird or or like I don't know. Honestly, he does he doesn't really look like a bird. To be fair, it was just a very angry swan. <laughs> really, really angry swan. Break your arm, they will. Um, Break your leg. Over the next year, um, more and more sightings were reported in the uh, Point Pleasant area. So this kind of um, legend, I guess, um, of of the Mothy Man uh, began to kind of take shape. I think it's very arrogant to name a location Point Pleasant. Yeah? Why? It might not be that pleasant. It's probably not too bad. It's pretty presumptuous, though, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. If it was called Point Make Your Mind Up When You Get Here, I'd be on board. But (laughs) It just doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, Point Pleasant. I might get there and be like, well, it's okay. I don't know whether I'd call it Pleasant. Uh, (laughs) I've seen more pleasant landscapes. I would say it's, it's it's more hopeful than it is presumptuous. That's that's what I would say. Like yeah, they it's hope. Twenty twenty one. Hope is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have anything else to say to that. Yeah. So, sorry <laughs> for that bleak outlook on life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so the Gettysburg Times reported uh, eight, 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 fuck, eight sightings in total, um, just in a, a span of three days. So it, these these sightings were kind of regular and happened all the time. Uh, one of the um, sightings included two uh, volunteer firefighters, um, and they said that they saw 
a very large bird with big red eyes. That is a um, swan. Yeah, it's just basically a swan with laser eyes. <laughs> I want that cryptid. <laughs> I'll draw it. I'll draw it. <laughs> Please do. Cryptid. Um. So a resident of Salem uh, claimed that he saw uh, strange patterns appearing on his television screen one night. Um, I mean, I don't know how much I trust uh, people from Salem when they claim to see things or know things. Yeah, I can understand that. (laughs) She's Um, like, pretty sure you claimed a fair few women were witches once upon a time. (laughs) Um. So uh, after he see he sees these strange patterns on his television. Um, what were the strange patterns? Polka dots. Um, no. A nice, a nice gradient. A nice, maybe it was a nice little rainbow. Uh, hound's tooth. Maybe it was a bit of a hound's tooth pattern on his maybe. television. Or uh, maybe a nice floral. Um... Oh yeah, a nice, a nice so... Hawaiian shirt print. And Tommy Bahama shirt. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I like that. He, he was 10 margaritas in and listening to a Jimmy Buffett album. <laughs> He's just having a time. He was, yeah. Um. So after he saw this pattern, um, he heard a sound from outside of his house. Um, so, <laughs> it's just a horrible sound. Um, so <laughs> he goes out to investigate with a flashlight. Supposedly, he he saw two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors looking back at him. Well, that um, bicycle? <laughs> <laughs> the bike so, monster. <laughs> bike man. Um. Uh. So this this sighting remains like a, a really uh, popular one uh, out of all of them. Um. Because uh, apparently, allegedly, um, by the witness's account, I guess, uh, it led to the disappearance of his dog. Um, So to this day, he actually believes that this creature uh, took his dog that night. Now, Um, what's more likely to kidnap a dog? A giant moth or a giant swan? A giant swan. Thank you. Thank Swans you. are evil. Swans, Swans are, are evil. evil. Swans are so evil. No wonder mm-hmm. that horrible old witch, the queen, owns them all. <laughs> she owns them all. I might have that the wrong way around. I think actually she only owns all the swans in London. I thought the swans owned her. <laughs> <laughs> um. The queen is crowdfunded by swans. <laughs> She's just a bunch of swans in a trench coat. Yeah, That's why she always wears close... those ugly coats. <laughs> if you look closely as well, she's got flippers instead of human feet. Um, Meghan Markle's just about ten more hens in a in a you know black yeah, bag. Yeah, those those are hens. It's not a swan. Black no, bag. I... Yeah, like a bin bag. Oh, that's so mean. Well, I don't want to say trench coat again. I, I I just said the first object that popped into my head that was a receptacle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think a moor hen is a hen. Is it not? It, no, because they're they're like waterfowl. Oh, Aren't I did not they? know that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not very well adversed on bird law. Um... <laughs> but your name's Charlie. <laughs> Fuck. I've been called out. Okay. So there's a doctor. His name is um, Robert Smith. Uh, he works at like a wildlife biology <laughs> that's thing. That's a fake name. <laughs> no, that's a, like a really generically real name. That's a, that's a fake name. What's your name? Uh, Bob Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I live down Robert. the street. I live down the street. My house is at 123 Street Road Lane. <laughs> He's a very real man. Um, so this, this fucking I'm very... I'm definitely not a moth. <laughs> <laughs> so this very real, very human man 
just dismisses that the notion of like a flying monster uh, was you know around Point Pleasant. Oh, I he bet he ad- does, and I bet he shiftly looks round. There's no such thing as a Mothman. <laughs> his eyes are red. Yeah, he's like darting his eyes side to side, looking over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, no such thing as a Mothman, I tell you. And he's covered my in like name this is weird. Robert Smith, real human man. <laughs> His first name is Robert Smith, and his last name is Real Human Man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he says that all these sightings are just a crane, um, which stands almost as tall as the average man and has bright red flesh around its eyes. I know he means a crane like a bird. (laughs) But what if he... What if he said it was like a crane, like the building equipment? Yeah. Oh, you know, like an industrial crane that they used to build skyscrapers. They also have bright red eyes. It's just a Even crane. Even Bob the Builder from... fucked up moments. <laughs> gone wrong, gone sexual. <laughs> Not sick, mate! <laughs> Uh, okay. Some people uh, hypothesize. Oh. <laughs> you had it. <laughs> hypothesize that this crane was deformed, um, especially since. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a breakdown. Especially since uh, that Point Pleasant resides in a TNT area, which is like. Um, there's lots of mining shit happen, uh, like war shit, and there's toxic leak things into the caves, and it ruins the wildlife. Um, mm-hmm. Another theory is that um, the I don't know how scientific Mothman, that is, but uh, it, I just don't care about science. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't care. Science is a liar sometimes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, uh, another theory is that the creation of Mothman was the work of one very, very committed uh, prankster. Um... Liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um... <clears throat> Should we invent a cryptid? Well, that's how cryptids are invented. Like people just say it and it happens. You know, like let's, um... let's go out and invent a cryptid. Well, we did the the swan with laser eyes. Well, let's go out and like fake some sightings to creep people <gasps> Ooh, out with okay. a like swan puppet. We'll go up to um, <laughs> somewhere like semi remote, but not quite like the Nays or whatever up past Water. Oh yeah. Up. We'll go up there, yeah, that's, run around, that's... R- run around that big tower on the hill, and just be like, "Yeah, that's ah, it's haunted." <laughs> that's some distance away from my house as well, so it's an amount of distance. I think we could do that. Go for a haunted investigation. Sorry, I'm playing with paint, and I'm spacing out. Why are you playing with paint? What have I ever do? It's just I've been sitting still for a while, so understandable. Yeah. Um... So some people think it's a prank. What, the paint or Mothman? Mothman, not the paint. Not yeah, the fucking some... paint. I'm, I'm <laughs> so... trying to get us back on track, Charlie. I'm, I'm not sorry. talking about your fucking paint. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's green. Um... Oh, that might also be a prank. It's probably actually red. Oh, tricked me. No, s- no it's green. <laughs> I swear. Um, okay. So there's also another theory that um, it was all like hysteria, um, and the um... maybe it was a drone. Maybe, maybe it was a big old mothy drone. Um, the national press um, ran with the Mothman story just, you know, to have a story because sometimes they like to do that. Um, and then yeah. the people that lived in Point Pleasant just panicked uh, and, you know, they became convinced that they were seeing Mothman in birds oh, and other large animals. Even long after the prankster, like, theory was there. So a lot of people... 
still believe it and still panic about it. So, um, it's, it's also worth noting that Mothman, like, kind of has some resemblance to, like, uh, several demon architect, uh, archetypes. Um, architects. Architects. Uh, so, like, a lot of people just believe that it just, you know, people ran with the story and conjured up this thing and it came into fruition. Um, so, you know, that's some background. On December 15th, 1967, just over a year after the first Mothman sighting, um, traffic was bad on the Silver Bridge, which is in, you know, Point Pleasant area around where he's been spotted. Originally built, uh, th- originally this um, bridge was built in 1928 to connect Point Pleasant uh, to the to Ohio. So it's a point unpleasant. Yes. Uh, and it, it was always packed with cars. And especially this day, it was very busy. This placed quite a bit of strain on the bridge. Uh, which had been built in a time where, like, cars were a lot lighter and weren't, you know, frequently owned. Um, so the cars back then, they weighed, like, uh, 1,500 pounds. Uh, this is in American, uh, not metric. Um, but compared to uh, the cars uh, in like the 60s they weighed over like 400 pounds so this 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 bridge was under like so much strain um and it just really wasn't built very well either uh considering you know it was built in the 20s so um so if if one part of this bridge failed then the entirety of this bridge was fucked like it was it's just one thing led to another thing when it was just fucked. So on that day, on the 15th, that's exactly what happened. Uh, one part of the bridge failed. Um, a single eye, eye bar near the top of the bridge on the Ohio side cracked. The chain snapped and the bridge um, just fell to pieces, plunging cars and pedestrians into the icy water of Ohio. Oh, River below. God. 46 people died, either by drowning or being crushed by the wreckage. So this is this is one of those things where now people believe that seeing a Mothman sighting is a warning. So he's warning you that you're in you're in peril. That's you shouldn't be in this area because something bad's about to happen. You know. Um, so following the sightings, the bridge was actually the the second terrible and bizarre thing to happen in Point Pleasant. In, in a year's time. Um, so it didn't take long for some some people to connect. You know, it happened after the sightings. Um, in 1975, author John Keel conflated... Conflated? That's a... What does that mean? I guess that means he put together the sightings and... Oh, he just connected the dots. He was the one that connected the dots. Sorry, I'm not very good at reading. Um... He also created the book, The Mothman Prophecies, and there's also a film on it now. Um, so that that's that's the reason that this 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 town is kind of iconic um, because of this story. Um, and, and now Point Pleasant has, you know, it's kind of famous. I th- sometimes I think they have um, parades, like celebrations, uh, where people dress up as Mothman and shit. Is that the one with the uh, Mothman statue? Yeah, he, he, there is a statue of Wild Man in Point Pleasant. There's also yeah, there's a festival uh, commemorating the Mothman's visit. Um, so whether these sightings are real or not, this it, it has created a claim to fame for this town, and it kind of it, it Mothman runs there like um, what's that word? Uh, tourist. Economy. Yeah. What. That, the word where you're a tourist and you're doing the... Hmm. Tourism. Tourism. What word? What word? Tourism? Oh, I don't... No, it's not tourism. Anyway, so it, it really funds most of this town. So God bless Mothman and I love him 
and he's just he's just here to warn you about shit. He's he's not a monster or a creature. Well, he's a creature, but he's he's not a monster. He just wants love. He just wants to like, tell you you're um, in danger. Like like the Pokemon Absol. Yeah, exactly. You heard it here first. Mothman is just an Absol. <laughs> Which is still pretty incredible. Uh, well, Mothman is both Absol the Pokemon and also a creepy swan. With laser eyes. With laser eyes, yeah. Yeah. I love Mothman. I like the 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 swan man we've invented. <clears throat> so do I. Excuse me. You're alright. Yeah, fine. Oh, a bit tired though. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to yawn. That's okay. Oh, I, I do love old moth 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 boy. <laughs> Mothman. He is a classic, isn't he? Moth you lad. Can't, you can't, can't go wrong with a little bit of moth and man. Yeah. We love we love moth and we love man. Mm. We love moth. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we love moth man. Yeah. And that's where we'll leave it. <laughs> and that's where we'll leave it. <laughs> right. Are we all done here, Charlie? I think we are. Jolly good. Jolly good. Okay. Lovely jubbly. Uh, <clears throat> thank you very much for listening to Quistries. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. It would really help us out. And please consider leaving us a rating or review. Our theme music was composed by Emily Glass, who you can find on Twitter at, at EmilyXGlass. To get all the latest updates about our show, you can follow us on Twitter. Our username is at Queerstories. Uh, you may have noticed that last week we didn't have an episode... Um, Really? Oops. Oh no, we did last week. Sorry, we, the, the other week we had we didn't have a episode release. We oh yeah, week. Um, yeah. Which we did put out a note on Twitter. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, for show information, things like that, uh, the best place to get information like that is via Twitter. Uh, yes. If you want to follow us individually, I'm at Slimelia. That's S L I. M-E-L-I-A and uh, I will plug again uh, the other podcast I'm soon to be hosting Five Rounds Rapid where uh, my friend Chris bullies me into watching classic Doctor Who uh, I've started watching it I've made some notes they're very camp uh, I'm absolutely thriving so I do recommend you tune in because I have many things to say about these uh, these these funny little people on the television screen uh, Charlie, where can the listeners find you? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SilvertonArtST1, and that's where I'm <coughs> most active. Sorry. That's all right, my darling. And check out his Etsy store. Make a quick purchase or two, because uh, if you're supporting, <laughs> if you're supporting the artists, you're supporting the podcast, my darlings. Yes. Uh, and also, he just sells a lot of cool shit. Like, get on it, Babs, honestly. <laughs> you should follow Alice as well, because she's really funny. <clears throat> I just Actually, chat the funniest shit. person on my timeline. I just chat oh, a lot of shit. Oh, babes, when you got drunk, that was so funny. I deleted all evidence of that. No! Oh, God. I still have the, the videos on my phone. Um, okay, I'm, good. I've not brought myself to watch them yet. Um, but they are there. Uh, I remember one of you. Uh, there was one of you going like, "Gin." Mm, I had gin. a lot of gin. I had a lot of gin. <laughs> I've not it. watched them, but there's definitely one of me um, saying "Glen Close, but no cigar." <laughs> I like that one. I just kept. Re- I keep thinking of that sentence because of fucking uh, Joe Black on Drag Race UK, and it's like. An earworm oh, I love stuck in my head. I, it's like I hate that line from that song so much. I don't know why. Just the delivery, <laughs> like I love it, but I hate it. Like I have such a love hate relationship with it. It's so iconic. It's the only one I remember. So it's got me thinking. Amazing. About it. I'm just, I just walk around the house like click, click, 
close, but no cigar. <laughs> Obsessed. Oh, Babs. Right. Amazing. Thank you all for listening uh, to Quest Reader. All lovely, lovely listeners. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. Uh, I've just realised both of our cases were linked this week, kind of. We both did unexplained yeah. things flying through the sky. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Tune in next week to see if we again accidentally sync up our cases. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> bye. Bye. Wig. Wig. That was a fun episode.